Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier. All built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the P1 podcast in 2024. With Matt and Tommy. Tommy is ferociously waving. You may have even caught a draft through the microphone uh, because you were you were going at it, Tommy. And I love to see that. Had to give it the beans for the first one of the year. And we are here. It's not even the first podcast of the year, but you know what I mean. First F1 but podcast it feels, of the year. Yeah, it feels like we're finally getting somewhere. Apart we're from the fact there. we're nearly... <laughs> we're not, there's still we're not. no news about anything. Yeah. It's the 9th of January. Who are we kidding? We've still got a long way to go. But we thought we would talk about what we actually should look forward to about Formula One in 2024 after the most dominant season in history. We were like, I think everybody needs a bit of a chirping up. They they need a bit of positivity going into 2024. So we've got our own submissions, haven't we, Tommy? And also some of you beautiful people as well uh, to essentially come up with a lot of reasons as to why we should be excited about Formula One. And I'm ready for it. There's a lot. There is actually a lot of reasons to say that, like you said, it was a very dominant season last year. No regulation change, no driver changes, but there's still lots to look forward to. There certainly is. Before we dive into it, we have a five-star review. If you want yours to be read out, please leave us a five-star review. Let us know why you would love this podcast. This one comes in from AJN18 from India. I got into Formula One this year during my board exams and I kept looking forward to you guys after every race. I gained knowledge about F1 through your podcast and I'm forever grateful that I found you guys. I never thought I would love F1 so much because I'm such a huge cricket fan and you guys are one of the reasons I stuck to this sport. Thank you guys so much, Matt. It's your fault. I'm a Ferrari fan now. I'm not sure how I've... How have I sold being a Ferrari fan is an enjoyable experience. I thought that. They're like thanking you for pain, basically. Strange. Yeah, I'm not sure about that one, but thank you so much for your review, AJN. Uh, right, let's get into reasons we should look forward to 2024 Formula One. First one comes in from Jasmine underscore Sky underscore. Hopefully a closer battle at the sharp end. Now this one, we might it might, it might feel far-fetched. It might feel like we're clutching at straws, Tommy, that not anyone is going to challenge Red Bull. However, my delusion my belief and there are some reasons to also put two and two together to maybe actually make four and that's because there's there's teams like mclaren that really did bring it together towards the end of the season had a shocking start of last year but they had a great trajectory try and say that fast um and and I, and I think that they could do really well next year and i also think ferrari you know we'll get on to them but McLaren, I think, is one particular reason why people should look forward to next year, because I genuinely believe they could win a race or two next year, at the least. 
is this is a strange one because closer battle at the sharp end is kind of is is strange because Formula One is actually extremely close. You wouldn't think it based on if you looked at a piece of paper and saw the race winner for every race pretty much being the same for the entire year. Um, and we've seen seasons before where people have won a lot less but have weirdly been more dominant because the amount of times that Verstappen you know, hasn't been on pole or it's only been 10 seconds or sometimes even like under five seconds across the line and he still managed to to do it. It's just been him always winning, even no matter like if it's a huge gap or a tiny gap. Whereas the the close battle at the sharp end, um, I think there is hope for it because of the fact that they are close and in the mix, uh, and it just needs uh, Max Verstappen to somehow have a day off, which is very, 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 very rare. Happened pretty much once last year um and even then he was still pretty good so i do think there's a chance and look it will be closer even if he wins 18 races so look at it that way no tommy why would you bring that up don't say it don't say this is a positive podcast tommy none of this rubbish about domination because it's not happening which leads me beautifully into my reason to tune into 2024. And it is because Charles Leclerc is going sake, started already. Charles Leclerc <laughs> is going to win the World Drivers' Championship. We're not even in predictions yet. You're not even waited for care. the predictions podcast. Nope. Because Straight I know New Year, New I will regret. <laughs> yeah. Look. It's going to happen. One one year, it's going to come true. Uh, but if, if I'm being slightly more realistic, Charlotte Claire's going to win a race. And that'll be great for everyone, including me. Uh, but, but I think Ferrari, I think they have promised, haven't they, that basically the whole car's going to be pretty much new for 2024. Uh, at least that what they, they were kind of hinting towards at the end of last year. So with that being said, it could go one way or the other. But I believe in Fred the golden retriever team principle that he is. And uh, I, I fully back it. And I think that Ferrari, Charles Leclerc, once we saw, once that car is to, to Charles Leclerc's liking, which it was towards the end of the year again, he can extract some brilliant results. And that isn't just fanboyism coming through. He was performing very, very well uh, when that car suited uh, the way he likes to drive. He did. He had a great end to the year, of course. Uh Las Vegas being particularly a uh, great race for him. Should have won it. Should have won it, but he didn't, did he? Yeah, nice <laughs> nice safety car. Um, yeah, the thing is with Ferrari, the fact that they're changing their car all the time, it also means that they chop and change. It's, it's crazy to think that you know you went into 2019 where they were really good and had a really quick car. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a questionable uh, engine. No, sealed document. Uh, sorry, yeah, of course. That's um, that's hearsay, Tommy, <laughs> whatever you're trying to suggest. And then 2022, they were like really bad. And then they sort of like got better again. And then 2022, they were Wait, really you just said good. 2022, they were really bad. Sorry, 2020, they were really bad. 
2020. <laughs> I, I, I hate that say, date. That I was going to say 2022. They were really bad. No. I'm like, sorry, what? <laughs> at the start uh, well, of the technically year. Technically, they were really bad. That no, car wasn't. That was the only time it was good <laughs> was the start of 2022. Yeah, exactly. So they've they've come out the blocks where sometimes they've been absolutely woeful and then sometimes really, really good. So it'd be interesting to see what they can actually deliver. Um, but we know from the start of 2022 that given a good car, particularly at the hands of Charles Leclerc, you know, he can deliver wins um so he just needs that car because for all the bantering i do genuinely think it is unfair despite it being hilarious to roast you about his 12 vic sorry 12 poles now that haven't been converted converted which is an ex- insane like number of uh, races in a row it's supposed to be a positive chat <laughs> well just think how good it would be when he uh finally wins again if we're shut up if we're on <laughs> if we're on twitch that's going to be crazy i was also thinking um probably for i just i just need to safeguard myself slightly that if if ferrari do indeed top testing then uh i think you as as a friend of mine tommy you know a close friend i feel like you need to you need to hold me back okay because the belief is is what kills you I I can't go through 2022 again where I got no, too confident. No, we want to see it. Everyone will want to see it. No, shut up. Stop thinking about content for once in your lifetime and think about my <laughs> own mental well-being. Anyway, uh, let's not forget as well Carlos Sainz, who did did have a decent part to his season. It wasn't a fully consistent, amazing season, but there were moments where he was outperforming Charles and he was, he was the one that got the victory at, at Singapore. Sure. So, Stage. Yeah, just after he was on the podcast, uh, he was the GOAT. So... Um, Let's call. not count him out either, because I think that I think he he he's shown that he can beat Charles Leclerc. So if those two are firing on all cylinders, then Ferrari could definitely um, be be towards the front again. Fingers crossed. Uh, next one, Fizicar one two three BS twenty twenty four's silly season. Yes, 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 yes. Now this this one, this is gonna be spicy, isn't it, Tommy? We are we are looking forward to this immensely. Because there are so many driver contracts ending at the end of this season, which means we could see a huge amount of musical chairs and who knows where anyone will end up. It only takes that one sort of piece of the domino. If you if you That one Sebastian it, Vettel retirement. Yeah, the Sebastian Vettel retirement and how that threw everything into absolute carnage. It only takes, you know one of the top drivers retiring, maybe one of them under-delivers, someone decides to jump ship at a different team and then that opens one seat and then that opens another seat and it opens another seat. Uh, the full list here uh, I've actually got of driver contracts ending and it is Sergio Perez, Charles Leclerc, if we we obviously rumoured that he's going to sign a, a big old contract, but as time of recording, Charles Leclerc, Carlos Sainz, Fernando Alonso, Lance Stroll, a good one, uh, Ocon, <laughs> Gasly, Zhou Guanyu, Valtteri Bottas, Yuki Tsunoda, Daniel Ricciardo, Nico Hulkenberg, Kevin Magnussen, Alex Albon, and Logan Sargent don't have contracts for 2025. So, boy, is silly season going to be chaotic. There'll be so many rumors, so many like it's going to be it's going to be wild because so many seats need to be filled still, and if drivers underperform, like they can't just you know people will will make a move for these drivers that don't have a contract yet. 
Are you eyeing up one of the seats, Tommy, after your Formula E drive? Yes, I am. Um, I was in talks with Williams over Logie Sarge, but he performed uh, superior to me, so he, he got it. Did he? Wow. Mm. Oh, how, how are you taking that? There on? was a clause that if he didn't get that point, I'd have got the seat. But um, sadly, that disqualification ruined my hopes and dreams. <laughs> I need to see you in race overalls. It's great. But, um, <laughs> if you haven't seen the Formula E drive that we did, go and check it out on YouTube, by the way. It's uh, it's good fun. Both me and Tommy drove the Gen 3 Formula E car, and it was uh, quite the experience, and Tommy nearly binned it. Right, let's go to the next one, which is from It's Ant Innie. Alonso winning his first race in almost a decade. Now, we said reasons to be hopeful and looking forward to 2024. And I know I said about Charles Leclerc winning the Drivers' Championship, but ignore that for a second. You know, you, you, you expect that from me. Is this your burner account, Tommy? And is this actually going to happen? Because for me, I don't think so. I think, <laughs> if anything, Aston Martin are going the other way. Yeah, they're going to be fascinating to see what they do in testing because of course they came out the blocks firing and it was like oh my god they've got a really good car Alonso could actually win a race you know 33 when and all this kind of stuff and then of course no one uh other than science won a race other than Red Bull but um so it was a tough tough ask but even you know the fact that he was finishing second and third all the time and then that kind of plummeted down the order and he started finishing races bottom end of the points and it was just like what is going on with Aston Martin is this just a team that can copy a car essentially or bring in some intel but don't know how to develop through the the season and, and improve which is something that people have said about them they almost sort of got back to not quite the heights of where they were before but um, certainly improved towards the end but do I trust Aston Martin to, you know, deliver another car with that much hope going into a new season? I don't know if they'd be top of my list of that. The teams, you know, the team challenging Red Bull, if we're going to say that's McLaren, Mercedes, Ferrari and Aston Martin, I'd probably say Aston Martin bottom of that that list. And it pains me because yeah. if I was in Delilu mode, this would be my obviously one that I'd most want. I also wouldn't, um, McLaren fans, close your ears. Don't get too excited about McLaren just in case they do what they've done the last They're two years, which is roll out an absolutely awful car at the start of the year uh, and uh, finishing or getting knocked out in Q1 and <laughs> not being able to... And then Lando does his pre-season testing during the Bahrain Grand Prix. Um, yes. As with 6,000 pit stops or whatever. But that's not going to happen this year. Positivity. It's going to happen. McLaren going to start firing quickly. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Okay, Tommy, it's now your reason we should be looking forward to 2024. Mine is Tauri, And they might not even be called AlphaTauri. Um, I think... It's a bit of a rogue choice, but I think they could be the most interesting team in terms of like storylines and everything. Uh, one, we don't know what they're called yet, so they're going to have a, a new look, which is something to look forward to. Uh, two, they are they improved throughout the end of the season quite a lot, and there was a lot of controversy over the fact that Helmut Marko was saying about you know they just need to be this Red Bull B team now, and I think. You know, say they appear in F1 testing and they, they're actually pretty decent. Maybe they just, you know, do a replica of last year's Red Bull like Racing Point did or whatever. There'd be a lot of questions over over it and it would cause a lot of spice. Uh, DTS would be rubbing their hands together because that would be exactly the kind of story they'd love. Um, so I think there'll be controversy there. And there's also the driver situation with them because I don't think we got to see the best of Danny Rick because he had a stop-start season. Yuki Tsunoda showed like a lot of promise in, in a few races. And then, of course, if Perez doesn't perform, one of those is one of those going to be there. Liam Lawson's kind of almost been promised to see it in 2025 as well. So, like, who goes? I think Alpha Tauri or Racing Bulls or whatever on earth they're going to be called could actually give us the most spice this year if they rock up with a you know uh, a b-spec red bull they're they're probably going to finish second in the championship and we're yeah. going to see daniel ricardo podiums we're going to see shoeys how much controversy if danny rick's smiling i'd say it softens the blow slightly for, for formula one fans uh but it would i mean f1 fans are outraged no matter what aren't they? That's the thing, right? Especially on yeah. social media. For example, there was some news, wasn't there, recently of a sporting director. Was it sporting director getting hired at the FIA who used to work at Red Bull about five years ago or whatever it was? And you best believe oh, Formula One Twitter went into uh, implosion. And Even uh, though literally like the president of the FIA has worked for Ferrari for the last yeah. how many And it was time? like, it was a very short amount of time between the the moving between Ferrari and the FIA there as well. But but yes, uh, there, there of course will be controversy, especially if AlphaTauri launch themselves up the grid. But Red Bull will definitely play it by the rules and whatever they're allowed to give or do or share, they will. Um, but yes, there, I'm sure there will be a bit of outrage. But we don't know. We don't know that they're supposed to be, you know, their own entity. But if they're called racing balls, I don't, I don't believe it. <laughs> no, exactly. It'd be like they'll they'll have a, like an accident and they'll rub off a bit of the paint, and you can see like the Red Bull livery underneath <laughs> it or something. <laughs> what last year's Red Bull livery would be exactly the same as this year. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Right. Next one. P1 Patreon member Sir Bacon the Sixth. I'm excited for what Sauber and Racing Balls will do with their livery. So first and foremost, they are now called Steak. Um. 
I am actually excited to see what they will do in particular with their livery, just purely because it will be a, quite a vibrant green, won't it? Yes. Uh, by the looks of things. We assume so. I mean, that's literally the brand colours of steak. So we are assuming that it could be it could look pretty saucy. How would you, Tommy, how would you make a, a steak livery? Like what 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 would be your choice of Cunts. Yeah, they need to they need to do the bright green. I'm I'm one of these people, I guess this probably shows my age and the era I grew up in, but I actually like the fact that teams will bring in a title sponsor and then just because then it's different every year whereas obviously we talk about Red Bull, Ferrari in my opinion get a free pass cuz you know, they're Ferrari, red. They do. It's iconic whatever. But now all these teams uh Racing Point became Aston Martin or whatever, so they're always going to be green now. Um, then you don't get people changing their liveries and stuff, and it kind of makes that car reveal season a little bit less exciting, in my opinion. So the fact that we've got two new teams, if you like, um, means they'll be different, and it looks like Steak F1 not being Alfa Romeo, so you know they won't be red and black, hopefully not. Um, and looks like they're going to go with this like luminous green, which will... Certainly, some people, when you always put like a crazy color like that, I'm thinking Racing Point with the pink. Some people are like, oh, it's absolutely horrid. It's awful, but it stands out on the grid and looks cool. So uh, I'm actually really looking forward to seeing what, what they do with the with the livery as well. So an exciting livery season uh, to come with, with two new teams. So. Yeah. And that's the first thing we will actually have an answer to in terms of whether or not it was something we should have looked forward to. Of course, car launches start at the start of next month. But I don't yes. know how, how many how many teams have announced their dates so far. Is it uh, about, there's four. Oh. Uh, yeah. As time of we've recorded this, uh, might be different when it's gone out. But uh, we've got Stake and Williams are first on like the fifth of February, and then mm. uh, Ferrari and Aston Martin around that usual kind of mid February date. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know why the two teams have have decided to launch on the same day. Uh, although it's classic, a classic thing where they uh, that they like to do now, where they call it a team launch. I think it's called um, where they Watch don't actually. So they're not going to reveal the car. It would be like the branding. So it's it's definitely going to be last year's car painted in that bright green steak livery or whatever. And same with with Williams, no doubt. Um, it's great, but yeah, so it's something, isn't it? It certainly is. Uh, next one comes in from Chrisiel H four seven five three seven six. Mercedes getting their s together. We've said this for the last two years now. They can't lose every race. Wow, <laughs> that's actually crazy. Uh, the belief that Mercedes will get it right eventually is still there. Uh, but you do wonder how many years it's going to take. Is it going to be 2026, for example, when we get that overhaul of regulations where Mercedes will come back with the power of their engines and whatever? We, you've got Hamilton and Russell. It's hard to discount them. You can't discount them. But it's been a while now, and Red Bull seem to have such an advantage. And I think a lot of people have lost the belief that Mercedes will be the one to... Like, you know, at the end of 2021, going into 2020, you go, oh, Mercedes will bounce back. Whereas now you think, okay, well, there's McLaren, there's Ferrari. I would put more of my faith in McLaren at the moment than I would Mercedes in some ways. It feels like they're a little bit lost 
I don't know if that I don't know if that's a sense that that many other people have got, but for me it feels that way. You know, they went the wrong way with their their whole car um, no side pod idea. They stuck in it. They stuck their heels in. Then they were like, oh god, actually no, yeah no, that, this didn't work, did it? Then they had then they're behind everyone else when it comes to the other well, having side pods, and it just yeah, it's felt like they've they've been lost for the last couple of years. It does, and it's a little bit. I guess the most embarrassing thing for Mercedes is the last couple of years, they have found themselves occasionally, you know, start of last year, they they got quite fortunate actually that Aston Martin started really well, dropped off, and McLaren started really rubbish and got really good because the consistency of Mercedes got them second in the championship. And that shows the kind of how we perceive them, the second in the championship we're like, Oh God, what are what are they doing? They need to get their ass together, like this person's saying. But it's true, like they didn't win a race last year, which can you imagine at the end of twenty twenty one saying we'd we'd have get get to twenty twenty four and Mercedes would have won one race in that time over those two years. Absolutely insane. And they they have been struggling in this new era. I kind of feel the same way that I don't I'm I'm sort of losing a little bit of faith in them and I feel like they will they won't bounce back until it becomes almost like an engine formula again in 2026 uh, I feel like that will suit them a lot more um, this is very much the aerodynamic era which uh, is unsurprising that it suits Red Bull down to the ground and Adrian Newey uh, and Mercedes just seem to be um, struggling, and maybe that's because a lot of people. Uh, I know Toto Wolf said this before that some of their personnel got you know poached to different teams and stuff, and they've just. It's, it's strange because they're competitive to a point, but we know what they can deliver, and I think it's the fact that they're not winning races is just a shock in itself. They're they're consistent, and they've got, and I think mainly that is due to the having maybe uh or arguably the best drive lineup in in the sport and certainly consistency with Hamilton but they just they need to they need to start winning they need to win at least one race next year like it's absolutely insane that they haven't and we've spoken about this before as well that they they felt like they were learning to fight in the pack again for a while and the strategies <laughs> not being bulletproof and oh yeah definitely it's it has they they have tripped over themselves. Qatar being obviously one of them that was a massive um, uh, mess up for Mercedes as a whole, and the, and obviously the drivers there as well. Hamilton more so by turning into Russell, but it was yeah, it, it wasn't that bulletproof Mercedes that we've come to know. And I was going to say love, but I'm sure a lot of people don't love uh, dominance. Uh, but over <laughs> the, so many years, you know, it was always yeah. our Mercedes, always, and they do get a lot of points, don't get me wrong. That the reliability of their car is is astonishing and, and that's where they pick up a lot of their a lot of their points. But yeah, it's uh it's one that fingers crossed for Mercedes fans' sake, they can pick it up and win something. I'd love it's weird to say that you know I'd love to see Hamilton win again. Oh, no, I was, like, I'd just mad, love to see it? someone else other than Hamilton win. It's mad. Right, next one comes in from Hey underscore Elliot. The return of Shanghai. Yeah, this is your burner Absolutely. account. <laughs> yeah, this is my burner account. Shanghai International Circuit. Oh, baby. It's going to produce a banger. 
No, no, not even one element of doubt in my mind. What a great circuit. Underrated, probably the most underrated circuit in the entirety of Formula One. Can't wait to see turn one again. Just it goes on forever, doesn't it? And then back the other way. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be great. It's been a long time since we've been there, but you're right. It does deliver really good races. Um, a lot of the classic races over the last few years seem to have been there, which is really strange because it doesn't have this reputation. Um, apart from you, but like general <laughs> <laughs> general fan opinion is like, oh, Shanghai, it's all right. But it has delivered really good races, and yeah, it'd be good to to see it. And of course, it's going to be a sprint as well, so that's going to be another fascinating thing to see how that uh, pans out uh, on a track like that with an enormous, <laughs> enormous straight. I'm ready for it. Next one's P1 Patreon member Nicola. I feel like us McLaren fans are due a Lando win. I think we've hyped McLaren up a lot. Lando, of course. It it has to happen eventually, surely. In my head, it, it makes sense. I can't believe he didn't get a win last year, considering the amount of positions he was in where just a little Max Verstappen slip up, just a little Red Bull strategy blunt. No, none of that. And Lando would be a race winner. Of course, Oscar Piastri picking up that sprint win. It is possible. I'd love to see Lando not make as many mistakes towards the end of the year like he did make a few in qualifying which were gut-wrenching to to watch because you just knew that was the opportunity for Lando to win Qatar being a good example of that where had he been at the front and that that crazy three-stop scenario that we had and was it three or four I think it was three um mandatory three yeah mandatory three and that was a great opportunity but unfortunately you know, with qualifying it just didn't work out um but I think that will just come with time and experience like Lando's not a a veteran of Formula One. He's definitely picking up that trajectory, as you can see, and last year was an amazing season for him. And as long as McLaren deliver him a good car from the start of the year, surely. (laughs) Surely. (laughs) Surely. Yeah, McLaren really need to just deliver a car from the start and not have this whole messing about turning the first five races into another test session. Um, I think it would be so good for Lando to get a win. I hope... He does it, and surely next year, and I'm losing my voice because clearly we've not podcasted in so long. That Are you good, bro? No. Have you got I, a drink? I've, I've just had no no F1 to waffle about, and my voice can't hack it. Tommy has spoken about 200 words in the last month, and uh, he's now already gone over that quota. I know, in, in... gone over my quota. Um, That's crazy. But yeah, Lando, he, he has to get that win next year. Um, I'd love to see it. I think in terms of... A race win, uh, I, I think that's the one I'd, I'd really love love to see because he, it's I think it's like an unfair criticism that's hanging over him because he has shown that he can deliver at the front because it's all right saying oh he's not not won a race but this year only signs got that <laughs> that win mm-hmm. uh, other than Red Bull um, and you know. Lewis Hamilton didn't get a win. We're not questioning his talent. So um, it's just the way uh, Formula One is at the moment. Yeah, any other season, he's got a, he's got a victory yeah, last year. Or, or three uh, or four. It's, yeah, it's bad, exactly. isn't it? Um, but yeah, I guess the reason why it's spoken about is because Oscar caught that sprint win, which uh, obviously starts people uh, questioning who's yeah, going to be the yeah. one to pick up that first win at McLaren. 
What a hoser comes in with better F1 TV directors and no replays of the start taking up laps three to ten. Okay, this this has not been confirmed. This is not even this is not happening probably because <laughs> we've had it for so many years. But it's something we're pushing. Hopefully, look, we don't need better F1 TV directors. We just need the current ones that press all the buttons to not press the and replay no button at la on lap three. Please, I beg. When DRS is activated, please just unsynchronize whatever is in that system where that DRS is literally like DRS is active, graphic comes on, and then the next thing in the, in the sort of system is replay time. Here's 20 replays of the start. <laughs> I know, we've said it so many times. Maybe, I, I pray this is the year oh. where it's actually, my voice is absolutely screwed. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> Hulkenberg isn't uh, fourth. Um, yeah, I hope this is the time where actually they they realise the error of their ways because it's something that they've traditionally done since I started watching in 1934 um finally you admit it, it yeah or whenever it was uh you know fringe tommy always... is here and the, the the oracle of truth <laughs> oh god we got we got 10 questions in before it was mentioned <laughs> but it was oh, on yeah, the it should be 11 reasons why we're excited and yeah. there's tommy fringe but you're actually cutting it that's a shame i know um but yeah the the fact that Formula One has changed so much as a sport and they've introduced an overtaking aid that kicks in on lap three. So that, in theory, should be where the cars are closest together and they have the overtaking aid, so it's the most important lap of the entire race. And they're like, no, we'll show the start. You don't need to see this. I think and, they're going to uh, listen to us this year. I think they... I, I have a feeling. I hope so. I, I, I feel it in my bones. I just need, like, that... Just think a little bit outside the box. You don't need to do the same thing that... that they're they're kind of trying to cover a sport in the same way that that's changed so much. You know, if uh someone that produces golf goes in to produce tennis and then does it the same way, it's not gonna work. So and like Formula One is a unique sport that it actually develops so much and is insanely different. Like other sports are quite similar and while it advances doesn't not to the extent of Formula One, like watching it in 1950 to now is a completely different sport um so much is different so they need to like use their brain and realize that that's the case there you go then tommy got some <laughs> slander in uh just at the end there about F Happy New F1 Year. TV direction uh there it is 2024 he's not changed one bit uh so tommy what what are your final thoughts that aren't to do with tv replays uh, final thoughts are looking forward to the fact that I can talk about F1 again and hopefully my voice won't break this time um, because I'll I'll be training from all this amazing content and uh, You're all this crazy news that's going to drop and then I really hope it does. Come on, give us some yeah. spice. Please. Lots of news. Please. Uh, my final thoughts are it's 2024. It's Formula One time-ish, maybe soon. Uh, content will, of course, pick up uh, over the next few weeks as we get closer to car launches and, and so on and so forth. And uh, yeah, we've got lots of exciting things this year. So, so look forward to that. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. And we'll see you very soon for another piece of content. Bye. 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 Bye.
is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Support comes from ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. You've heard the hype around AI. The truth is, AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. ServiceNow is the platform that puts AI to work for people across your business, removing friction and frustration for your employees, supercharging productivity for your developers, providing intelligent tools for your service agents to make customers happier, all built into a single platform you can use right now. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Visit servicenow.com slash AI for people to learn more.